of the Mortal Kombat chronology be a friendship, a babality, or a fatality. Mortal Kombat? More like more to cash in. On watch bombs. Everyone, welcome to Watchbots, the podcast with a backstory more complex than the very Mortal Kombat franchise we're here to discuss. This is Ben, and I am joined by Shailen. Hello. Give me a Mortal Kombat hello. Excellent. Test your might. Anything. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would see you <laughs> down at like the donut shop with a with a crawler. Hello. Hello. Morning. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'll take my regular, please. The usual. <laughs> the usual. And a pack of smokes. Finish her. We are. <laughs> Jesus. Good start. We're also joined by Dave. Dave. That's how the Mortal Kombat announcer would announce me. Dave. Sonya Blade. Excellent. Ben. Podcast host. Liu Kang. Yeah. What would your fatality be? My fatality? Yeah, we're just going to get right into it. Oh, gosh. What would my fatality be? I would uh, just talk someone to death with my daily anxieties and woes, and that the person would just like just pull out a gun and shoot themselves. <laughs> okay. I like that. Shailen? I would just smile politely for a while, and then they would get bored and just die. Like when Yoda, <laughs> when Yoda falls asleep and just dies. It's true. What would I do? Just, just curl up. <laughs> they, they just <laughs> curl up and be over. Mine would be called the Dayvality. <laughs> I would throw remnants of half-started and long-forgotten projects at them until like the shreds of paper paper cut them to death. So it would take a while. <laughs> take some time to animate, but uh, there's, there's a lot of those though. Yeah, there there are. I mean, there's. Yeah. I got inventory on me. So let's loop backwards before we loop forwards. <laughs> We're at WrestleMania week again. We're at our second WrestleMania week in in the pandemic. And last year it was really weird because WrestleMania week usually brings all kinds of independent events to wherever WrestleMania is. And there's big shows all over the place. And last year, obviously, with COVID, that didn't happen. And WrestleMania downgraded from the big football stadium down in Tampa to what is essentially a warehouse. Like they have a ring and stuff, but it was an empty warehouse with big ceiling fans. And it was very non WrestleMania like fast forward a year. We are still just completely fucked. I mean, we're getting better, but WrestleMania week is upon us. And it's like every organization, big and small has decided we just need to make up for time. The WrestleMania schedule usually is Friday night is hall of fame night. Saturday night is 
the NXT show, so like the their developmental system, and mm-hmm. Sunday is WrestleMania. This year, Tuesday was the Hall of Fame, which covered this year and last year. Wednesday and Thursday are both NXT. Friday is SmackDown, which includes WrestleMania matches that are not actually WrestleMania matches. It's essentially a one-day pre-show kickoff. Yeah. And then Saturday and Sunday are back in the big football stadium with fans, but they're both WrestleMania nights. And it's like, I haven't watched a lot of the recent WWE product because it just, it sucks shit. But I was like, you know, I get psyched for WrestleMania and I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm tired. We're recording on Wednesday. It is technically night two of this, like this Bacchanal. I just, (laughs) I'm so tired. Yeah. I mean, SmackDown has had some good storylines. The main event on Sunday night is going to be pretty good. But you look at the rest of the card and WrestleMania is historically, they culminate in these month long, sometimes year long storylines. And then usually there's occasional like sort of high concept matches or like sort of big draw matches, like a ladder match or something like that. That's the card, right? Like that's the culmination of everything or these, these big, right. big ticket matches. Not this year. The the card is very, very weak. And even NXT, like there's some, some good matches there, but like, I'm not excited by anything. Like nothing, all the video packages in the world will not send the, the shivers down my spine. Like WrestleMania usually does. Who is making moments this year, you know? Right. But also all of the independent wrestling shows, they're back, right? And a lot of them are like, okay, even though Florida doesn't have a mask mandate anymore, God help us all. They're asking fans to mask up and get tested and do the right thing. But one of the big things about WrestleMania week is it's a pilgrimage for foreign fans. Mm -hmm. So as a result of WrestleMania being a big sporting event, right? Like they're going to get their 25,000 people and it's a big stadium. They'll spread them out, whatever. These small independent shows, almost all of them are currently losing money and like hemorrhaging money because oh, geez. you're getting mostly Florida locals who are probably not going to go to like 30 shows that week. Well, even if they wanted to, there's just not that many hours in a day when the shows are head to head. Unless you have a time turner, Shailen. Three turns on the time turner should do it. Okay. Hashtag Barry Potter. Um, so anyway, the point of this is... <laughs> I will watch WrestleMania this weekend. It's a rite of passage. You really have to do it, but it marks another another milestone in this this like never ending morass of life these days. I didn't think there'd be two WrestleManias in this pandemic. This is know. the only way I mark time. Yeah, <laughs> please. Not another WrestleMania season ruined. No, it's bad, 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 bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, at least it's you know. All other sports have a changed schedule or like it got modified a lot. WrestleMania, we press on. Nothing changes time-wise. That WrestleMania from last year, and I don't want to belabor this point. I'll go back and watch old WrestleMania sometimes. Like if I'm doing work, it's nice to have in the background. It's nice as a distraction. That WrestleMania last year from that warehouse, I just cannot fathom going back and being like, (laughs) yeah, this is a real lively show. I'm really enjoying this one. Yeah. I mean, there were some... The John Cena Bray Wyatt match was well done. That was fun to watch. But Shaylin hates it. But um, <laughs> it was the only match that like fit that type of show. That's true. I'll give you. Yeah, that. I I don't want to ever go back. Like, actually, I would like just to like redact all like twenty twenty culture from my <laughs> my head. That WrestleMania, <laughs> that weird stupid show about all the Zoomers, the Tiger um, King. Yeah, all of it. 
It's all out of here. <laughs> get out of here. You're, you're finished. This is not our WrestleMania preview show. We'll get off this in a minute, folks. But I'm so glad, Dave, you brought up Bray Wyatt because I think the world that <laughs> in the Venn diagram of people who listen to this show but don't know pro wrestling, which like that Venn diagram can't possibly exist. I want to talk about the fiend Bray Wyatt for a second. So about six months ago, he fought the Viper, Randy Orton, in a what the hell is that match? An inferno match where you had a to ba- set a, a bad boy match. <laughs> it is a bad boy match. Uh, you have to set your opponent on fire, and Randy Orton immolated Bray Wyatt. <laughs> like he literally covered him in gasoline and murdered him in the middle of the ring, and it was very funny <laughs> in the way that all you're gonna light him on is. fire, Randy. Light the match, Randy. His proxy was uh, this woman named Alexa Bliss who portrayed like she was just like a bitchy woman and then she started dressing up in like schoolgirl outfits and pigtails which is a little, a little weird but then a few weeks ago to set up wrestlemania the fiend came back and he's still like a big fat guy but just his mask is burned and like his gear is kind of burned <laughs> it's he's like, like kentucky fried wyatt oh <laughs> uh, man he's the maybe the, the worst of all wrestlers like in terms of in-ring persona like there's a lot of just really terrible people that are pro wrestlers and that's like that's separate from this he's just difficult to watch difficult. he's awful at what he does i can't figure out why the company and the people who run the company are like we should continue to torture people with this bullshit and yet they do over and over and over and it makes me want to gouge up my eyes and commit I murder. I feel like I've turned on wrestling back and forth four times in this se- segment right here, which says a lot about the product. But speaking of charismatic one-on-one battles between heroes and villains, good and evil, friends and foes, ninjas and cops, tonight we are here to celebrate the Mortal Kombat franchise Unfortunately, part of that franchise is the cartoon Mortal Kombat Defenders Mm -hmm. of the Realm. Mm -hmm. And Dave, I know we have that sweet, sweet, sweet search engine optimization we're bringing. We got to get it. We got to hit it. But why else did you bring this to the table? And if the answer is only for that sweet, sweet, sweet SEO, that's totally cool. Yeah. I mean, the new movie. It's coming out April 16th. It looks fucking rad. You've seen the trailer, Ben? You've seen the trailer, Shailen? Oh, yeah. It looks great. Yeah, it looks good. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I think it looks amazing when you compare it to the movies you got in the 90s. Uh, the, the Mortal Kombat movies in the 90s were abysmal. I think they're probably, if you revisit them, they're probably super campy and, like, a, maybe a fun watch. I don't know. But, you know, when I watched them as a kid, I was very disappointed. I was like, this is this is awful. This is not the Mortal Kombat I play in my living room all the time. New movie, April 16th. Mm-hmm. Watch it now. It, like, hit me like a car. I was, I was driving along and I was like, oh, my God, there was a Mortal Kombat cartoon. I remember this. And then, you know, so we've got to get that bad Mamma Jamma SEO. So I thought, why not? Let's, let's, let's review this. So I found... Let's roll, baby. So, yeah, just wanted to pick that and review it. You know, that's all reasonable, but I have to bring back a, a long retired segment right here. We fucked up, we fucked up, it's me, don't we, it's me, don't 
I really missed that app. The movie comes out on April 23rd. So oh, before oh, no. you get excoriated by these fucks on the internet, I just wanted and to by clarify me. that. And by Shailen. So Mortal Kombat, great franchise. One of the highest grossing media franchises ever. Almost 30 years old, which is... That's alarming. Cool and also depressing. So I'm going to roll by it. Mortal Kombat started life as an arcade game from the company Midway in 1992. Midway, hugely influential in the arcade space, so they did NBA Jam. They did just shitloads of arcade games. They've since lost all their money and been broken up. But Mortal Kombat is not the first arcade fighting game, but it's one that really pushed the graphics and the envelope. So the people were like digitized people, so it wasn't full motion video or anything, but... The developers recorded real people, and they were moving around, and huge amounts of gore. The first hallmark, and really still to this day, is fatalities, right? Finishing moves, killing, like literally murdering your opponent. And if you look back at the original Mortal Kombat fatalities, like now they're very, very funny. You know, They're real people, but they turn into cartoonish piles of bones, or they turn into ash. And you know, by today's standards, pretty tame, but at the time, in 92... So controversial that it led to the Entertainment Software Ratings Board, the ESRB, which persists today. So any video game you see, it'll have, you know, E for everyone, T for teen. And this is one of the games that really pushed that. So All because of Mortal Kombat. Humongously controversial. A humongous arcade hit, which feels really weird to say in 2021 since arcades are more or less dead, which, again, is fucking depressing. But the arcade version led directly to home versions for the Super Nintendo, for Genesis, Sega CD, Game Boy. The SNES and the Genesis ones were complete, complete fucking trash. And also immediately after Mortal Kombat 2 and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Before we, we move on there, I mean, did you guys play a lot of Mortal Kombat? Was it in your your sphere of influence? Oh, yeah. We had it for the Sega Genesis. And at one point, one of our cousins stole the cartridge because my uncle wouldn't buy it for them. Mm -hmm. And then somehow someone illicitly smuggled a second copy into our house because my parents were thrilled that it was gone. So we had just had like the empty case for a while. And I remember getting in a lot of trouble for playing it constantly and particularly in trouble when we talked about the blood code always got in trouble for that <laughs> we weren't even allowed to talk about it i played a lot of the arcade game for the, the first game that was fun as hell i didn't have it in my house until mortal kombat 3 came out mm -hmm. which was much better on genesis than the original mortal kombat was right so i had that i also had a like the more cartoonish more ratings-friendly knockoffs, Eternal was it Eternal Champions? Eternal Champions, yep. Yes, that was a weird one to play. Got really good at that for some reason. Not, not Mortal Kombat 3, just Eternal Champions. Huge sure. Eternal Champions guy here. <laughs> there was Bio Freaks. There was Primal Rage. There were a million of these oh, games. Primal like, oh, Primal Rage. Yeah. I forgot Mortal about that Mortal Kombat one. led to like just the fighting game characters spewing blood. Yes, yep. yes. And I remember uh, Nintendo did not have blood. The original just, one did not have blood. Yeah, yeah, so I we were a Street Fighter family initially. I really wanted Mortal Kombat for Super Nintendo. My mom refused. Now, the first Mortal Kombat, they weren't spraying blood. They were spraying water. 
So they, they had taken that out to like meet the Nintendo rating seal of approval or whatever. You could get the blood in by a Game Genie code, but by the time Mortal Kombat 2 hit, the blood was in there. I think Mortal Kombat 2 ended up in my house through some trading of carts in school, you know, like the 1994 equivalent of like baseball card trading. We, we kept it secret. <laughs> we kept it safe. But there was a certain mystique around Mortal Kombat. It defined cool at the time. And I'm saying cool with a K. That's a Mortal Kombat staple. Any hard C noise is a K. It had decapitations. It had ninjas. It had moves you could easily memorize. Like if you were in an arcade with a friend and you busted out a fatality no one had seen before, you were like, God. And it had weird things around it, like the purported, uh, the nude code. Were you guys familiar with the nude code? Oh, yeah. I had heard yeah. about it, but I never saw it in action. <laughs> so it, it's fake as fuck, I'll say that. But this story, I mean, it probably went around every middle high school in America at the time. It was the 90s version of My Uncle Works in Nintendo. Yeah, it yep. was if you, you put in a special combination of buttons or you used a Game Genie, which is a, a third-party add-on to hack into games, you could make the initial lone female character, Sonya Blade, fight in the nude. We and, called it the boob code. <laughs> you know what? Six of one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> One's rated R and the other's rated more NC-17. Those fun jumblies, like those are fine, but I'm talking like the whole bit. I think it would be hard if you were Sonya Blaze. Sonya Blade. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. To fight when they were just flopping all over like that. So Yeah, graphics hadn't gotten to that point. I'm just saying. Those things weren't flopping. Those, those 16-bit, <laughs> 16-bitties. So the the series itself, the initial three games had a very (laughs) loose continuity, right? Because the idea is you're fighting and you're killing your opponent, but every character had a story with it and one of them was canonical and they followed through to the other games. So the idea behind Mortal Kombat at first, it was a series of tournaments between Earthrealm, which is Earth, it's just like a fancy way of saying Earth, and the, the bad guys of Outworld. And the people from Outworld wanted to come and like, you know, assimilate Earth or take over Earth or whatever. And the heroes of Earthrealm had to had to stop them. Like they had to win the tournament, like fights to the death, things like that. But that was really about as far as the fiction went at first. But as will happen when something explodes, Hollywood, these Hollywood fat cats wanted to get their hands on it, mm-hmm. which brings the us grubby little fingers to a guy named Lawrence Kazanoff, who lucked into co-founding Lightstorm Entertainment with James Cameron. So that was James Cameron's personal production company. So like Terminator 2. Weird. And True Lies. And so this guy just had a fuckload of money. But he saw this dumb fighting game series and he saw gold. So he was behind most of the non-game stuff you saw in the 90s. So the two live action movies. The first one, pretty good. Best song ever. Second movie, Complete Excrement. He did a live action series, like a TV series, did a stage show, which I like I'm dying to watch now. Didn't realize it existed. There's a Mortal Kombat stage show. There's a Mortal Kombat stage show. And then this com this cartoon, oh, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. And one of the things I think all of those pieces of, of the canon have in common is one of the coolest things about Mortal Kombat is killing your opponent, right? Like ripping them apart, eviscerating them and just brutal. Sure, it's it's horrible the violence fashion. of it all, right? That's that's the attraction. The violence of it all. But here, (laughs) here, because there are central characters, they don't die. Right. And it's not, these are PG-13 movies. Like, they're not hard R's. So you really really missed all of that. They got sent 
to the nether realm. Yeah. When you think Mortal Kombat, you think bloody, you think violent, you think cool. And most of the adaptations really miss the mark on all three. <laughs> the original movie may be an exception just, just by virtue of camp. But this cartoon, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, the series was developed and the head writer was a woman named Sean Catherine Derrick, who's the daughter of film mogul John Derrick and a former prima ballerina and grandniece of fucking Tolstoy. What? She's also the half-sister of the actress Bo Derrick. So she did work on (laughs) The Smurfs. She did work on Captain Planet, did work on Batman the Animated Series, still active to this day. And if this show is any indicator, she's a real lover of Mortal Kombat and the lore behind it. She seemed to really key into what makes Mortal Mm, Kombat mm -hmm. cool. Totally. What a lineage to be from, like... Oh, it's Bo, Bo Derek and Tolstoy. And imagine that family party. Like, what do you do, Sean <laughs> Catherine? Um, working on this cartoon based on a video game. That's why guys the fight each other. It's pretty cool. I mean, on the other hand, work is work. Like, there's something to be said for working when you are fucking lineage goes back to Tolstoy. Like, you, I imagine mm-hmm. there's probably some level of cash involved in that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got to make a living, you know? The animation here was done by a company called Film Film Roman, and not like Film Roman. It's just a just a bad Grand Theft Auto Four reference that nobody will understand. <laughs> um, so Film Roman's been around forever. They've worked on a ton of shows. Around this time, they were working on shows like Baby Huey, Felix the Cat, Richie Rich, a show called Sea Bear and Jamal. So when you think of those shows and you think of Mortal Kombat, you start to see a problem. We'll get into it. The animation had some problems. The writing had some problems. Yes. It's um, almost as if they cheaped out. Where they didn't cheap out here is on the voice cast. There are real ass actors in the show. Luke Perry, Ron Perlman, Olivia Dabo. But the problem is that at least two of those characters are not voice actors. And every character in the show is just horribly miscast. I agree. I think there's also a lot of bad direction that these folks got Mm -hmm. because even if someone isn't a voice actor, if there's an, if they're an actor, you can say something like sound like you're alarmed now. And when they deliver their (laughs) line like this, you can say the director was like, sounds like you're a piece of paper right now in this scene, your character is motivated by mud and I want you to speak like you're stuck in mud, but mm-hmm. you're not worried about it because you're relaxing in mud. Fight! <laughs> I can do that. What are we doing in this scene? You're fighting. Okay, I'm good. All right, here's my fighting sound. This is my fighting voice. Can you hear my disappointment voice? We'll get into it. They're all drunk. <laughs> in an interesting bit here, I just assumed going into this show that it would just it was its own thing, right? Like it just stood alone. But the show was really written initially as a loose sequel to both the initial movie, which you can definitely see, and also to Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, the video game. Now, later on, that was wiped out, so this is no longer part of the Mortal Kombat canon, which is fucking wild in 2021. But I think it's really insane, the, the, given like the amount of games that they have in the franchise yeah. and like, the insane canon, that they were like, no, this we can't work. have this cartoon. This one doesn't match up with all the versions of Sub-Zero that we have. It's interesting because Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 may be the peak, like the initial peak for gameplay for the franchise, but it was at a point where they really started to get bloated with characters. So you see like 
the shaman night wolf and the fucking cop fucking striker instead of some of the characters you love in central roles. Did you love Scorpion? Here's Stryker instead. We're going to talk a lot about Scorpion (laughs) real soon. The show just on its own introduced the character Quan Chi, who becomes a central villain in the series later. He's a sorcerer character. So I I don't know if that was like Sean Catherine Derrick or if Mortal Kombat 4 was in production because he's a central character in that. But interesting stuff. In case it's not glaringly obvious, the show sucked. Like it just a humongous cheaply produced cash in and was a critical and commercial failure it only ran for one season did you guys ever see it before this no i've never seen the show i didn't even know this existed until and you texted I, and us. i love mortal Kombat. like i think oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's silly it's dumb this was a real low point i remember watching this with my friends because we, we, we all played mortal Kombat together and it came on and we were just like oh oh this sucks like why aren't they ripping each other's spines out of their backs? I don't get it. No, no, you won't find any of that here. Yeah, but I think not so much. This show really was the dip for the franchise, right? Mortal Kombat games didn't stop coming out after Mortal Kombat three, but the series went from two D to three D. There was a really bizarre Wii version where, like, you would waggle the remote around to kill your opponents, and it was really just kind of there for over a decade. There was one that had like a uh, that included like a storyline that went beyond like you were in the character that you walked through the stride yeah, of Sub Zero. Yeah, like you played in Sub Zero in his fighting game pose, but it was it just oh boy, just horribly. They just horribly mistreated yeah. this franchise. But for the last uh six, seven years, it's been back. Like Mortal Kombat is back. They went back to their roots, they kind of reset the story, brought back the classic characters, and video games now, obviously, graphics are much better. They've gone just so over the top with the fatalities. The fatalities in the new games are so good. They're, They're so fucking funny. You know, there's a character, Noob Cybot, who can like multiply and he rips a guy in half and you see like all his entrails. And they've also done the smart thing of incorporating like ridiculous side characters. Yes. So the, the past couple Mortal Kombat games have included characters like Robocop, Jason, the Terminator. John Rambo. Fucking John Rambo. And (laughs) it's John Rambo, and they have Sylvester Stallone voice clips, and his fatalities involve tripwire traps and, like, bows and arrows, and it's Rambo 2-style Rambo fighting, like, a fucking, like, robot ninja. (laughs) And it's just... Because why not? It's fine, because Mortal Kombat can support it. So, with the new movie coming out, I hope it's good. I think the trailer looks good. I am skeptical on the overall quality, but they're promising fatalities. They're promising gore. So, we'll have to say. One thing about the episode that I chose or that the, you know, searching for the video, I was like, all right, this is, this is what I'll watch. So I watched about like three or four minutes of it. And then all of a sudden the person, the YouTube uploader had put in the most recent games fatalities into the fight scenes. And I was like, this, <laughs> this, this might be the video we watch. It, it made the I'd show much all more That would have been really <laughs> yeah. funny. It stretched the episode out by like, you know, another minute because they had to get all the uh, fatality animations in. But it was awesome. Like all of a sudden, like, you know, Sonya Blade's launching her like pink orbs or whatever. And then next thing you know, she's destroying uh, a sector in Cyrex. <laughs> this show took me down a memory lane of just watching fatalities from the old games. And I will say it's tough to quantify how much more enjoyable because you, it's tough to quantify infinity times more. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we are committed so we're going to talk about this. So the episode we're talking about here is the the pilot for better or for worse. It's called Combat Begins Again, 
and it, <laughs> it <laughs> I feel like continues was right there. It was right there. There were a lot of things that were right there. Continues right with a K was right there. It's a new start though, so it's not continuing. We're Just gonna, because we're, it's a sequel doesn't mean it is. Put, a, let's put it in this begins again to, is the most roundabout way to say starting over or or whatever like like a phoenix <laughs> rising from the ashes i mean listen we'll talk about this with literally every line of dialogue in the show where it's very clear that sean catherine derrick watched the attract screen from the arcade machine for like three minutes and was like fucking i got it anyway this beauty aired on september 21st 1996 I sure wish I knew what was happening back then, Ben. To say it again in Mortal Kombat style. I don't know which which style you were asking for. This is a, that you're being too MK broad. style. Open to interpretation. I hate both of you for how useless you are in this moment. Contextual feeling. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Contextual feeling. Chester might. It's ironic that we're talking about Mortal Kombat because the top movies in the box office in this particular week, very thematically appropriate. Number one, the first Wives Club. (laughs) (laughs) Where they combated with misogyny. And they fatalitied it. I've never seen First Wives Club. In my mind, it was like the spur of a thousand divorces somehow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this. (laughs) Yeah, Fuck like, this fat, lazy husband. Is that, is, am I misinterpreting what that is? All movie these is? moms went to the movies and they were like, you know what? Dan Loria, I don't like him. I, and I, he reminds me of my husband. I'm going to divorce him. Mm-hmm. Dan Loria, America's Sweetheart in 1996. Number two movie here, Last Man Standing, the movie where Bruce Willis wears a suit and he's a gangster of some sort. Hmm. Not going to be super high in the Bruce Willis pantheon, but it will be higher than anything he's done in the last 10 years. So it has that going for it. If you had said that a while ago, I'd put it down there with like Hudson Hawk as his worst, but like his his last decade of movies has been mm-hmm. really, real bad. And number three here, Fly Away Home, the movie where Anna Paquin and Jeff Daniels make geese fly with them. It's the Dumb That's and Dumber correct. sequel. <laughs> it's the Dumb and Dumber prequel to the prequel. <laughs> It was actually a tragic accident helping the geese fly that caused him to become dumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hit his head. Yeah. On the, on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> on a goose. On a, a goose hit him. Yeah. Go. Them, them goose is hard, so you know. Yep. Them, them he got real goose. And on the airwaves, I mean, these days, CBS really rules the roost, you know? NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, Criminal Minds. CSI's. CSI, yeah. yeah. I mean, all these shows, CBS rules. And Early 96, edition. It was NBC, and it was all must-see. NBC in the 1996-1997 season had seven of the top eight rated shows. So can, had, I, can I wager a guess? What those seven are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Friends? That's correct. Seinfeld? Correct. Oh, um, Caroline in the City? Nope. Ah, damn it. Mm. You got two. Shailen, feel Shailen, free to chime in. Help me out. Help me out. I'm trying to think. Uh, Will and Grace? Nope. Oh, man. Here, I'll start giving some clues here. Boston Public? <laughs> not Boston Public. That was on Fox. B- Boston Common. Boston Common is the one I'm thinking of. That was not, um, that was not highlighted. All right. Here's, here's a clue. Drama? Shailen, that, oh, that e- you haven't e- guessed R. this. That's, no, that's three. I'm just going to start just saying names. Brooke Shields. 
Suddenly, oh, Susan. Suddenly, Susan. Suddenly, Suddenly Susan was the number three rated show of 96, 97. Wow. You got three left here. One of these I had never even heard of. Had The Naked Truth with Taya Leone. Okay. Okay. A show called Fired Up, which starred Leah Romini, and the tagline for the show was, first she was fired, then she was fired up. <laughs> which, <laughs> was she a chef in that? Yeah, let's go with that. Um, she was now. And Head fi- cannon. <laughs> and then and then at number eight was The Single Guy with, um, with Jonathan Silverman. Oh, The Silverman. Single Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only show that also cracked the top eight was Monday Night Football on ABC. But just, um, I wouldn't call it like a murderer's row of shows by any means. But good for NBC. It's like the satellite of like Friends and Seinfeld and ER pulled these other just fucking shitty sitcoms up with them. That's why C- CBS is doing so well now. They have like... NCIS worked, and then they put all those shows around it. Like Bull. Bull wouldn't succeed anywhere else unless it was seated right next to NCIS or one of its many uh, offsprings. Doesn't Fucking Bull have Bull. the guy from NCIS on it as a different character? I think that's from a different CBS show. That's the guy from JAG. JAG. No, it's yeah, not yeah, the yeah. guy from JAG. It's the guy from Dark Angel. It's I'm pretty sure it's the guy from NCIS. It's the guy from Touched by an Angel. I don't know if that's true or not. I've never watched Touched uh, by Listeners, an Angel. we want to hear from you. Hashtag no Bull. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Touched by an angel. We're like 45 minutes into the show. So let's talk about this cartoon. Let's fly through this. We spent our whole episode last week talking about where songs, and unfortunately I hadn't heard this yet, which I don't even know if it qualifies as a song, but let's give it a little sample. Much has changed since the last Mortal Kombat tournament. Dark forces of Outworld have begun invading the Earth realm. These attacks are seriously weakening Earth's dimensional fabric, enabling not only Outworlders to enter the Earth realm, but warriors from other domains. All right, I'm bored of this. The narration here is by Raiden. So for listeners who aren't familiar, I feel like we need to introduce these characters a little bit. Raiden is the god of thunder, and he's friendly to the Earth realm folks. In the original movie, he was played by... Christopher Lambert. With a plum, may I add. Long hair brings a lot to we might be hearing from Christopher Lambert a little later. I In the so. sequel, Raiden was played by James Remar, who did not necessarily play the role with a ton of a plum. Now the problem with both of those castings really is that Raiden is an Asian character. These are white guys. That's you know, <laughs> it was the nineties. Things were a little weird. The Raiden voicing here. It's got a little Lambert twinge. It's got a, it's more James Remar, but it's like, oh, I think he was channeling that on purpose. So the voice actor is Clancy Brown, and he like he does some live action stuff, but he is often in superhero cartoons as like mm. he's Taskmaster, he's Thor, he's the guy who talks kind of like this. Clancy Brown also runs the local printing press. It's true. They give you extra two prints for a nickel. Clancy Brown was the uh, corrupt guard in the Shawshank Redemption. Yes, he was. Yes, he, yes, was. he was. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he mixed that, him voicing like all these beloved cartoon characters with his role in Shawshank Redemption, doesn't match. Oil and water in my brain. It's completely crazy. So our hero characters here are Luke Kang, who he's a Bruce Lee type. He's a Kung Fu master. Katana, who is a princess in Outworld, but is also friendly to the Earth Realmers. Shitty Sub-Zero. So the original Sub-Zero was cool as shit. He was a blue ninja. He was killed, as we'll get to. He's replaced by his brother, who just, 
he sucked in the games. He sucked in the second movie. He sucked. What, why did he suck in the game? I remember him sucking, but why did he suck in the game? He's just so dull. He's he, a dude who's wearing fucking suspenders. What is this? Yeah, he's like got a, like he's got like a blue blue <laughs> vest slash suspenders thing. Yeah, oh, but he's got the cool red triangle over his eye. The original Sub Zero is my personal favorite Mortal Kombat character. Yes. You could shoot ice with him. I know it's not the Scorpion Spear, but he was cool as hell. And then when you get to Mortal Kombat three. Because the original had been killed, and I like I didn't know the whole backstory because I didn't play through all of those characters right. in the arcade because I wasn't that good at it. I was like, "Who the fuck is this Sub Zero?" And I fucking hated him, and I still hate him. And fortunately, <laughs> as the continuity has come back, Sub Zero is Sub Zero. At one point, they made him into a robot and then a zombie, but this Sub Zero just sucks shit. I'm gonna say that the one thing that they did continue into this show that yeah they didn't do for a lot of characters was they kept Sub-Zero really shitty. Mm. So they did well at that. They yeah, did even, a good job of that. Even right down to the voice casting. <laughs> oh, well, well, Luke Perry for, as Sub-Zero. We're on the way. Uh, <laughs> you, have, you have Jax, who is like a special forces guy with metal arms. Sonya Blade, who's the token badass female. Spitfire. <laughs> She's got some opinions. You get Nightwolf and his wolf, Kata or Kata. Nightwolf is the uh, stereotypical Native American character. And then you have fucking Curtis Stryker, who is a cop. Why didn't they have Johnny Cage? Why didn't they have Johnny Cage? Why did they go with Stryker, the mm. the lame SWAT team cop? The much worse character. Yeah. yeah. In the game, Stryker wears, he doesn't wear SWAT gear. He's got black cargo pants on, but he just has like a blue tight shirt yeah <laughs> stupid backwards hat and his double it looks like he's hair. about to go golfing like he's got that like that sweat wicking shirt on he looks like the mean coach from karate kid like who's the bad guy coach <laughs> yeah yeah or i guess he i'll say cobra kai, cobra kai he looks like a sales guy on friday in the office like <laughs> just putting on my casuals my friday cash so we open up here and a wolf is entering a cave and the cave has the mortal Kombat logo now this is a really prevailing thing in mortal Kombat. The logo is like a little dragon thing. That logo shows up everywhere. On caves, on boats, on invitations. On, on communicators. In the yeah. new movie, the sort of like the regular dude character has a Mortal Kombat birthmark. Like it's crazy. This thing just shows up places. But we see a wolf and he walks into a cave. You see Nightwolf, who is the tech guy for some reason here. He's the computer dude. Reasons. And you're like, oh shit, this is gonna be some real trouble. <laughs> That's enough, Kiba. <laughs> so it seems like the wolf is viciously attacking Nightwolf. In fact, he's giving him a hug. They're best pals. That's enough, Kiba. That's how dogs play. That's how wolves That's play. Enough, That's enough, Kiba. Just snapping jaws. <laughs> it's very violent. What a weird beginning to this show. Fans of the franchise tuning in all over the, the country, right? And then they're like, all right, we open with a wolf and he attacks a guy on a computer it's just like the game it's not it's not like the game it's not like anything like the game no it's nothing like the game and we get right into it so mortal Kombat, right we'll define mortal Kombat as it's defined in the original movie which i think is a nice definition mortal Kombat is not the hand-to-hand fight itself it is the overall tournament to determine the fate of these two universes mm-hmm. very specifically what they do in this show is just call everything Mortal Kombat. So you get things like... Combat alert! There's a new rip in Earth's dimensional fabric. What the fuck does that mean? Or... Mortal Kombat begins again. <laughs> Immediately, it's like... 
New tournament. I, that was that line was written, and it's like that's going to sound cool. But if you know anything about Mortal Kombat, and I don't say this from the or perspective of, of a man in his thirties, I say this from somebody who is a kid, like knew how these games worked. You're like that. That's fucking lame. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. You can't just say that. Mortal Kombat begins again. But you know that they Over. made that so when they made the 30-second ad for the commercial, they had something to go over the fighting. Yeah. Which is not a good way to write a script. No. No, no not really. It's like, not. It's supposed to sound cool, but it's, it's, it's really foolish. Yeah. So the interdimensional rift was opened by Sector and Cyrax, who were two cyborgs here. So we cut to... <laughs> it looks like... That part in Terminator 2 where Linda Hamilton's having the flashback and then like the bomb drops and everything is orange. It just looks like this burned out city. And we're with Sonya and Jax and Stryker and Liu Kang. And then Katana like literally like walks through fire. I don't know where she was, but she, I know she's <laughs> taking a piss or something. Sonya immediately starts throwing out the one-liners. Let's start toasting those freaks. Let's start toasting those freaks. But at least she has emotion, which none of the other characters have. That's that's true. If only she had uh, lines that made sense. Like exactly. Toasting those freaks. Well, yeah. no no line in the show makes any sense. Yeah, well, that's true. Sonia here is played by Olivia Dabo, who you might remember best as the sister from The Wonder Years. So sister from The Wonder Years, murdering special forces lady. It, it all kind of plays. People are versatile. So as we go on here, I'm going to keep introducing characters. This is Liu Kang. You're all right. I was afraid here is... Liu Kang in the games is like, he's the hero character, right? Very tough. He's a leader here. He's very soft-spoken. Wet blankety. Iron fisty in like the new iterations, which is not a compliment. Yeah, and... and by this point, again, the movie had the original movie had come out, and the guy, uh, I believe his name is Robin Shaw, was the actor. Did a great job playing Liu Kang. Here, I don't have the voice actor's name, but he voiced Leonardo in the Ninja Turtles movies, like the the three live action ones. So this is a guy oh. who knows how to play like a cool ass kicker. But Liu Kang yeah, seems like, le- like leaders of ass kickers. Yeah, he's like a little little baby man. They're hanging out like they're somehow they know where the rift is. Like, I don't know how this crew was able to be at the rift so fast, but they're there and they start seeing vague robots come out. So nobody you're familiar with, just robots. And then Stryker, voiced by Ron Perlman, Hellboy himself, says something really odd. Up until now, we've kept civilians from learning about these outworld invasions. But they're in a burned out husk of a city. Yeah, <laughs> so where are they? I, I, I thought they were on Outworld or whatever the hell it is. I thought they were there mm-hmm. protecting the rip in Earth's dimensional fabric. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> protecting that from the guys entering it and going to Earth. But no, they right. were just in some like weird nuclear holocaust of part of the our world. Uh, it's really, heard- really weird. It's just a ghost town, man. That's all it is. People like, accept like in the old those. West? As, yeah, people accept yeah. those as existing. They're just fighting in like Death Valley or something. And like <laughs> six miles away, there's an elementary school, and all the kids have stories about like you never go in there because there's monsters that come through a hole, a rip in Earth's dimensional fabric. But if you right. went there a hundred years ago, there'd be cowboys. You'd have a friendly guy, and he'd be going, "Hey there, partner." How about a sarsaparilla? Exactly. Hashtag sarsaparilla is what well, he would we don't, say. We don't go there. There's Mortal Kombat over in them hills. <laughs> we, 
We don't knock you out, Wilders, in these here pots. Have a hashtag, Sarsaparilla. Draw me in the saloon. The influencer saloon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to draw a picture here. It's not working. But so they're hanging out. Like they're all bantering. Here's some more banter that must doesn't make sense. Straighten up, soldier. Hey, I'm not your soldier. Well, if those cyber cretins make it past us, everyone's ground meat. <laughs> There's two very bizarre things in that eight seconds. One, Stryker is a cop. Jax, in fact, is a soldier. Oh, so that's three things. And what Sonya says to the, their conversation, like, it just, it doesn't follow. I'm calling Sean, Catherine, Derek out. I'm going to do it. It's like she wrote lines <laughs> Good of dialogue. Luck. She's, she's got backup, man. <laughs> God, get out of my house. Uh, the Tolstoy family after you. She wrote lines of dialogue for every character, put them into a hat, and just drew them at random. There's no flow to anything. Obviously, these actors were not together when they they recorded their lines. Like That's a pretty standard thing. But it doesn't even feel like they're on the same planet. No, and not at all. It's like lines from a hat. The clips you've pulled so far make it sound like <laughs> Sonya Blade is just hungry. Like, she's like, let's make toast out of these guys. And you're just ground meat. Maybe she's just starving. Maybe she is. She's such yeah. a good fighter because she's hangry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She needs a Snickers is what you're saying. Hashtag have a Snickers. <laughs> so here, finally, we get into some fighting, right? And this is where I noticed how fucking leisurely and pointless this is. I did my favorite thing. I timed this. There's a minute and 20 second fight scene here of the hero characters fighting these like vaguely well they're not vague like they're just they're unnamed robots generic sectors they're generic sectors generic tours so they're fighting there's no oil there's no blood the animation looks shitty the characters are drawn really terribly you do get a rip off of the beloved mortal combat music And it just it just loops like that for a minute twenty. And Jax is shirtless, but he's drawn with no definition, so it just looks like he's wearing like a brown vest. It's the same with Katana too. Like she has the she's got like the diamond on her like shirt where there should be cleavage, but it's just flesh. There's no lines or anything. It's it's very strange looking. It's just flesh. Hashtag just flesh, baby. Hashtag it's just flesh. But like the music sucks, the fighting sucks, there's no fatalities. We could just stop this review right here. There's really nothing else to say. The rest of the show just perpetuates this, but it's like, this is just fucking horrible. But like Samuel Beckett, we must go on. So Sector shows up and <laughs> Sector is a robot. And let's see if we can figure out what he says. Surrender, Princess Kikana. We are not only superior fighting machines. We have number you, go eight to one. You have the numbers, Sector, but you lack the soul. Okay, I'll, I mean, again, another thing that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I will also say I had a better time understanding him than I did when I watched it, when I rewound it five times, and I was like, I don't know what he's saying. I, I think he's saying, surrender, Camp Kikiwaka. Uh-huh. I have your 21. Because motorcycles don't have doors. Yes. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So and You're toast. Sector shoots a rocket at Katana. Uh, that's one of his powers. He has like rockets he can shoot out of his chest. She blows it up with a fan. They're both fine. Like if you shot a rocket at me and I hit it with a fan, it would probably suck. That's all I'm saying. But 
What do I know? Yeah, it took everything that was Mortal Kombat and watered it down. And then it was like we've we got to give these guys nameless antagonists, right? And they can't get a, they can't get hurt. So now it's like a GI Joe kind of thing, and they have like like yeah, it, it, it's like this GI Joe ripoff, but it doesn't work because the characters again are from a franchise you love for different reasons. And then so what you get is just this like really thinned out you know, shittily produced cartoon. Well, I think the G.I. Joe comparison is really apt. And at the time, yes, no problem. I'll give credit where it's due. I appreciate that. There was another cartoon based on the fighting series Street Fighter. And same kind of concept. It was kind of a G.I. Joe ripoff in the end. But the Hasbro company actually made Street Fighter figures that were in scale with the G.I. Joes. So like you could have Blanca hanging out with Major Blood. You could have Ryu hanging out with Zartan, and it all works. It doesn't help how Kylie help Minogue hanging out with, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Cobra Commander. <laughs> Who are other characters we know from GI Joe? Yeah, Shipwreck right, right. hanging out with uh, Dan, <laughs> the character Dan from Street Fighter Four. <laughs> anyway, let's see. Oh, oh, here we go. In another leisurely moment, in the middle of the battle. Liu Kang and Katana approach each other. I'm going to play the audio for you. This is it in its entirety. Good form, Liu Kang. Ah! So it's <laughs> 11 seconds of Liu Kang and Katana staring at each other while the music from the original Mighty Ducks movie plays after Gordon Bombay hits the post and he's very sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> same song. And it's just like, what is it that I'm watching here? So it's looking bad for our heroes. And then all of a sudden, shitty Sub-Zero shows up and he starts blasting ice at the robots and Sonya makes her feelings immediately known. Seems he's putting a big chill on the invasion. Let's back him up. Are you nuts? We can't trust Sub-Zero. He's a traitor to his own clan. Hey, I don't want to marry the guy. Very progressive. But (laughs) he doesn't want to marry him. (laughs) Nuts, toast, ground meat. My theory's coming coming more and more uh, to life here. I think it all works. Now, if you aren't familiar with the Mortal Kombat canon, what Sonya says, again, makes no sense because you're like, a traitor to his own clan. And this is really why they should have reestablished the canon here because it, it gets complicated. Sub-Zero was part of a ninja clan. I'm not going to get too far into this because we don't have four hours. Called the Lin Kuei. His brother was going to avenge his death, but then he avenged, like he left the clan because they're working for Shao Kahn. It's, it's, a whole, it's a whole thing. Do you ever, you know, kind of play back what you said and be like, why do I know all of this stuff? <laughs> I mean, if anything, I'm proud (laughs) to have retained this knowledge. So much of my life is me stating things with absolute certainty and then going, why is that a thing I know? Why do I know that? Yeah. At least in this context, there's movies that are entertainment and video games that are entertainment. So it's like, I understand where it came from. I get it. Yeah. You're just all union bylaws. I wish I had those memorized. (laughs) Subsection one's barcode. Four. Article 6A says that it's okay for me. Thou shalt not betray the Lin Kuei. So they somehow, <laughs> this is all very confusing. They have the robots in front of a rift now. And one of the big Mortal Kombat lines 
to get back to my theory about Sean Catherine is when you get your opponent down to their lowest level, the announcer comes out and says, finish him. And here, you get a little wink towards that, a little, little clever nod. I don't know if you guys caught it. Sonia, finish them! <laughs> it's not even like, finish them, it's finish them. <laughs> this is the part where my notes say, gosh, this super sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I wrote that down. In the games, what Sonya does here is she, she does like a little kiss and she blows pink shit at these robots. Now in the game, the initial one, it burns them alive. In later games, she uses it and it makes uh, a dude turn into acid. It knocks somebody's top half off. It makes people vomit and then vomit blood and then she curb stomps them and then it's it's burning <laughs> them alive from there. Here, <laughs> it moves them backwards slightly so that our cop, Curtis Stryker, can use his nightstick. It turns into like a EKG or whatever from um, Ghostbusters. And he closes the interdimensional portal. As I'm watching this, I just had this cognitive dissonance moment where it's like, one of the things that I enjoyed about early Mortal Kombat is that they used real people. And even though, you know, it was kind of shitty animation, like these were real people moving around and there was a certain, you know, reality to it. This with this dumbass animation... You just lose that essence, and there's none of it here whatsoever. This could not feel less like what it is. Are you saying that this cartoon causes the intrigue of humanity to evaporate? Yes, perhaps. Mm. Mm. Mayhaps. You could take out the violence of the video game in this cartoon, and it could be successful. Like You could have other elements, like finish him, and like the cartoon get really stylized, and she could, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, tear apart the robots in some other way. Play with it differently, but they just erased everything and then tried to, it was like they took everything out and then tried to shove back certain elements of it that just didn't work. Or if you're going to make a kid's cartoon based on a game that caused video game ratings, reimagine it enough to be like, now we're talking about like an adventure quest with these same characters or yes, something. like an adventure quest where the or- <laughs> eagles must pick us up from the trees. Do it like uh, the Muppet Babies or the Flintstone Kids. Make them all little children and then have no. them go on fun. No one wants to see that. Do it like a Scooby-Doo. Have them in a van. Yeah, they drive can, around. They drive they're around. Mysteries. And they're pulling Scorpion's mask off. And, and every time there. there's a new rip in Earth's dimensional fabric, they just stitch it the fuck up by solving a mystery instead of by having yeah. fake, bad, terrible looking yeah. fake fighting. Yeah. Combat Babies. No one wants to watch that. Combat babies. Yes, anyway, they do. Let's talk about Sub Zero. So Sub Zero here is drawn insanely. His body is the shape of a triangle. Like he has the broadest <laughs> shoulders you've ever seen, and just the teeniest, tiniest waist. We talked about his ridiculous suspenders. Sub Zero is voiced by Luke Perry, and this was a couple years past 90210's peak. I think he was probably off the show by that point. But Luke Perry. Dylan in 90210 Ultimate Badass. Here, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It is true. I was once Lin Kuei and fought for the forces of darkness. But that was long ago. Back when my brother was still alive. It has been many years now since Liu Kang faced my brother in Mortal Kombat. No. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. As an amazingly Mortal Jacked Man, I can tell you, you know, not all badasses need to sound like badasses, but this is a kid's show. And that voice, folks, look up Sub-Zero, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. That voice could not match that character any less. Good for them. They got Luke Perry 
they woke him up at the crack of dawn and had him like go to the recording booth and, and sleep out some lines. But it's just so incongruous. Can I have some water? No, Luke, just read the lines. I'm really thirsty. I don't know if I can do this. And then he fought my brother in Mortal Kombat. Guys, just, I, I can't uh, even read the lines. Just wing Mortal it, Luke. You know about the Lin Kuei. He sounds very much like there's a version of Spider-Man, of, of the Spider-Man cartoon where like he and some of his pals work for S.H.I.E.L.D. And... It's how Iron Fist talks all the time. It fits there because he's supposed to be like a meditative character, right? Mm -hmm. And I speculated when we were watching that he had watched that and he was like, oh, it's some sort of martial arts. So I'm going to sound like this guy. 20 years before that show. I don't think it actually was that far before it. 15 years before that show. Shailen, look, Perry's dead. Have some goddamn respect. It's true. It's and his, just, son, his son is in all elite wrestling as the wrestler Jungle Boy. And he's a great wrestler. That's true. But his wrestler. dad was a bad voice actor for Sub Zero. Yeah. That's not true, Shailen. We got to call it what it is. So we got a flashback here. And when I watched this again, I didn't realize the continuity. So what they show is it's not a shot for shot or anything, but Liu Kang and Sub Zero fight in the original Mortal Kombat movie. And this shows that. It shows Katana like telling Liu Kang. You need the element that brings life, and then Luke Kang freezes him. Now, in the movie, Luke Kang throws a spear at it, like it shatters Sub Zero's body. Here, they just leave him as like a frozen block of ice. And I was like, did they just spend a minute and a half of this show replaying that fight? And I yes, looked at it, did. I was like, they did. Oh, God, they're really just taking from that continuity. So I, I wasn't expecting it. It's the closest thing to Mortal Kombat in this show, like Mortal Kombat as we would describe it, but it's just so slow and badly drawn, and there's nothing dynamic to it. It's also like the only one-on-one fight scene you get is this blue shaded memory that's like told or shown Mm -hmm. from like a weird perspective. Like you can't see the fighting all that much. It's very strange. Very, very poor, poor filmmaking here. As they came out of this flashback, I had a thought, and I returned to it often over the next few minutes, that we've talked a little bit about a show called WMAC Masters, which is essentially a live-action Street Fighter or a live-action Mortal Kombat. So it shows choreographed martial arts fights that are just completely ridiculous and the dumbest characters possible. But in between, they have flashbacks, and the characters get backstories, and they're told very much in this same way. You know, They're pulled out into the, the present. My takeaway is we should watch that show because it is yeah. a million times better than this was, but that's a story for another day. But anyway, back to the show here. Why is Sub-Zero there? He's betrayed his clan. He's not welcome with the Mortal Kombat crew. What the hell is he doing there? I've come to warn you that Scorpion is on his way from Outworld to invade Earth. You're certain Scorpion is coming? Yes. <laughs> and I thought, yes. yeah, all right. So Scorpion <laughs> is really the character for Mortal Kombat. Cool ninja, wears a black and yellow suit, does the get over here, and he throws a spear. Everybody that plays Mortal Kombat has played a Scorpion. He's been in every game. Or actually, maybe he wasn't in one of them. Well, he's been in most of the games. Was he really, dead for one game? He might have been, yeah. yeah. You know, he's a real anti-hero. He's a real bad boy. But to think like, oh, Scorpion's coming. That's great. Well, spoiler alert, that was the biggest cock tease uh, you're ever going to get because you don't see shit with Scorpion. They were really banking on kids staying around till episode two. We'll get to episode two at the end here. (laughs) So then all of a sudden, Raiden shows up. (laughs) Here, Raiden, weird character. In the movie and in the video game, he's a very stately fellow, right? Like he 
is friends with the Earthrealmers, but he's also a god. Here he's like a fucking insult comic. He gets a little bantering <laughs> with, with Jax. Well, good timing, Raiden. The fighting's over, girlfriend. Don't start with me, Jax. He threatens to kill Sonya. You really do have a death wish. Uh, he also says, kick your jets and jam at some point. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Here. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I, I was. Like, Does that have to do with thunder? Is that a pun I'm missing? No. Uh, no yeah. <laughs> the, Puns, the boom. yes. Yeah. So they have to go back to their base. Now, they don't want Sub-Zero to know where their base is. So what they do is they get into their, they look like pterodactyls. They're actually called dragon jets, which is just so fucking lame. But they're jets that can go underwater. Man, I want that toy. <laughs> I'm sure that <laughs> toy exists. So they go underwater. Hmm. They're already underwater, which makes you think like, oh, the base has to be somewhere around there. Then they make Sub-Zero put on a blindfold. This scene of them in the jets, they have two of them. It goes on for one minute and 45 seconds. And 17 years. And in that time, they talk, they push buttons, they heavily imply that Stryker fucked something up, even though, like, I watched it three times and I don't know what the hell happened. But it doesn't matter because eventually, after a minute and 45 seconds, they moved at the pace of a glacier. They show up at the, the Mortal Kombat base and they get out of their little jets and here's where we get striker's personality moment <laughs> jesus wild animals have no business being pets <laughs> with or without his cop's uniform dogs still hate him everyone knows those creatures carry all sorts of diseases <laughs> is he saying that do all dogs hate cops is yes. that the implication <laughs> he's saying dogs hate cops why is striker a hypochondriac why have all the things in the world they could have done with this character they're like oh he's gonna have diseases <laughs> Yes. He could have been like the hard ass cop or I don't, Jesus, I don't even know. But like, just nope, he's a germaphobe. He is to germs as Sonya is to food. <laughs> True enough. It's just so, random. Speaking of Sonya, she's being a little harsh to our, our pal shitty Sub Zero. And Nightwolf shows up and dispenses some wisdom. And I, I pulled a couple of clips of Nightwolf here because of all the bad performances on this show, Nightwolf's is my favorite for a variety of reasons. So I, I have a couple. Here's one. It's okay, boy. Sub-Zero is a friend. Striker, on the other hand, I saw what you did. Thanks. The man who couldn't emote. But he also explains to Sub-Zero a little bit of Sonya's backstory. It's a little more than that. Sonya lost her last two partners in battles with Outworlders. It wasn't her fault. But she still feels responsible somehow. She's hurting bad. We all deal with our pain a little differently. She's heavy breathing and you what think, the fuck you think it's gonna lead into a flashback in, in again in the movie and i think in the games eventually uh, her partners are killed by kano but no they just tell that story Nightwolf just and then her partners were killed and i think she's hurt and bad. i think that's in the first game i think that's uh, you know she and kano are like mortal enemies because of that. Uh, mortal. Uh, mortal. Yes. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's not her fault. Uh -huh. It's time for a little casual racism. I believed you to be a shaman, a man with great mystical powers, not... A computer geek? Up until now, we've been able to drive all the invaders back to their own realms. <laughs> another, another series of dialogue lines that do not connect. And then followed up by, like... Bubbles. Like old... <laughs> 
old lab bubbles. Like I don't know what was going on here. So it's like the monster mash beginning. Right <laughs> I was working in the shaman lab one night. I was the working Lord in the tech lab late one night. When the nomads came to fight, they came to smash. It was a combat smash. So Sub Zero smash. They ripped a hole in the dimensional fabric of Earth. Sub Zero is like, you're a shaman. You shouldn't be able to do computers. But then Nightwolf says, "Nope, I do computers." And then that's it. <laughs> I just thought, what a fucking waste of time this was. Tension <laughs> over. Nope, I'm a computer guy. I need to explain my uh, my character quirk to the audience. So then they get attacked by. They call them the Nomads here. In the games, they have a different name. This race, they so they're they're dudes with like big scary teeth and like knife hands. I think they're called like the Tarkatans or the Tartakins or something like that. This was before they named them, so they're just the nomads here. They go like, "Oh, how did they find us?" And everybody just like in a sitcom style stares back at Sub Zero. <laughs> Wasn't me. And Raiden dispatches me. everybody but Nightwolf and Sub Zero to go fight the invaders, who are all also coming in on jets. It takes so long to happen. Sonya's like, well, Sub-Zero's going to betray us. And then there's a three-way stare down between Sub-Zero and Raiden and Sonya. It takes seven seconds where just nothing happens. It's just like cuts between eyes. Just fucking sucks. Ben, that's called tension building, okay? Maybe take a writing course and learn about tension and release, okay? My whole life is about filling time, needlessly, so I, I can recognize it. <laughs> I called this the porny eye contact break. Game recognized game, you know? Mm-hmm. To refer back to the movie yet again, Christopher Lambert brought a certain panache to the role. Here's the real deal. Uh-uh. I don't think so. I don't know why I don't think so became his tagline, but it really did. And it really stuck with that character. Here is the Mexican non-union equivalent. Uh, 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 I don't recommend it. Sorry. <laughs> 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 and it's not James Remar because James Remar hadn't been cast in that role yet. It's just, it's just bad. I swear to God. They, just they, bad. They, they took the hardest way. I don't think so. Or... Combat continues. They're like, no, no, no. We need to add four more words to what, what could just be one or two. Ugh, it's so bad. It's horrible. But now, but, yeah. as we proceed toward the final act here, we finally get what you want out of Mortal Kombat. And that is people fighting in planes to this loop of music. That second and a half loop of music sustains the whole 63-second fight. Where it's just, it's a G.I. Joe plane fight, but with Mortal Kombat characters. Now, I'm being negative here. It's not all bad. Liu Kang takes the opportunity to uh, to take a pass at the katana. It's going to be tight. Better suck it. And, <laughs> and so we go. So eventually, I'm trying to figure out what the hell happens here. The planes land, a lot of the nomads make their way into the base. So like bad secret base, like easily findable. In the continuity, the character is named Baraka. Here he's called Carbrack for some reason. And Raiden leaves, which leaves Sub-Zero and Nightwolf to hold off the Nomads. And here is Nightwolf's big hero moment. The wolf jumps into him. And he turns into a green glowy guy with a bow. And he lets out 
the sickest battle cry I've ever heard. You might like He Man's "I Have the Power." You have not heard no or Night Wolves. Yeah! It's like he took a bad shit or he stepped on like a Lego. <laughs> It's like you asked me to sound like I was in pain. <laughs> yeah. He ate a hot pepper by accident. <sighs> Milk, please. Another long, dull, boring fight with no stakes. Another nod to the arcade game. Hold it, or I finish you. It's just like, Oof. fuck, this is brutal. So finally here, Sub-Zero fights Carbrack one-on-one, which again, you know, moderately close to Mortal Kombat. He kicks Carbrack over to the bubbling pool, which I was like, oh, is this acid? Is he going to throw this guy in acid? He just leaves him on the side. And instead of hearing like, fatality or flawless victory, you hear. No honor, no victory. Interior secure. <laughs> oh, that's not quite as cool <laughs> oh that was no victory no honor no victory he's like cutting the legs out from under himself like it's it's, it's crazy it's like luke perry channeling snake Pliskin, but then adding three octaves to snake Pliskin. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird it's such an that odd was, performance that was really specific and yet somehow <laughs> raiden sends the car back to a realm of no return which is just fucking ridiculous and lazy you and know, that, now that realm it's time for the, the resolution. Zone. This is a personal favorite of mine. Sub Zero is one of us. <laughs> the celebratory music. It sounds like in UHF when Weird Al becomes Rambo. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they're all just standing there to this like <laughs> shitty, shitty semi orchestral music. It sounds like they took a boombox and recorded a victory sound off of a video game playing through a tv and yeah. then yeah. use that here's it's, the music guys yeah. it's so blown out and so chunky yeah. so now they're all standing there the the mortal Kombat crew is complete there's still some tension right sony has been not too nice to sub-zero oh, but yeah. you know she recognizes the hard part now what now comes the hard part eating crow again with the eating thing it all plays She's very hungry finally finally i get the <laughs> meal i deserve killing robots is hard work and then all of a sudden, they're getting attacked again. And this is the end of the show. Scorpion. Mortal Kombat continues. That makes no sense. Now, Scorpion <laughs> doesn't show up here. I read ahead because I was like, Scorpion, again, he's the guy in Mortal Kombat. They got to do yeah. something cool with this guy. It's what people show up for. Would you guys like to know what happens in this series with Scorpion? I would like to know. In episode two, he shows up. He is defeated by Liu Kang in Sub-Zero together and he is sent to the realm of lost souls and he never shows up again for the rest of the show striker on the other hand is in every single episode so <sighs> after episode two the the best one of the best characters just never seen again but <sighs> mortal mortal Kombat continues so that's life sometimes hmm this is a tough one. I'm glad we flew through this. <laughs> I am too. And that's Mortal Kombat, Defenders of the Realm. I'm going to, while we, we talk about this, I'm going to play a little bit of the end music. Would you show this to a child? No. It's shitty. <laughs> it's like exactly violent enough to be a bad influence on a kid, but not enough to, for it to be cool. Mm-hmm. And children deserve better. Let them play the video game or watch a movie. Would you let a child play the video game? 
Depends on the kid. Probably. I was playing at age eight. Dave, show it to a kid? No, not at all. This doesn't deserve to be seen by anyone anymore. <laughs> this is a disaster. Show your kids G.I. Joe or Jesus, Felix the Cat, anything. Yeah. And let's go with one to five. Let's go with one to five hours of sleep for Luke Perry the night before he performed. <laughs> I'm going to go with one, one hour of sleep. And that's, that's why I'm so groggy in the voice recording studio. <laughs> Shailen? That would be none, none hours of sleep. I would like to share an analogy that I've been working on for several days. Okay. You know how people talk about train wrecks that are so bad it's hard to look away? Yeah. This was like when the circus in the tent starts to burn down and you have to turn away because it's just so horrible, but you can still hear the screams. My God. It's that bad. (laughs) What? That's a horrifying analogy. <laughs> I hated it. I hated like, it. I hated it. Figure like all those clowns, their wax paint just melting off. Like, oh, the elephants can't get the fuck out, and they're screaming, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> to hear the elephants screaming, still Clarice. <laughs> I give this a a single half hour of sleep for poor Luke, and the half is really just it as a curiosity. I abhorred this on every level. Like this is passed so bad it's good. You know, it doesn't do the idea of this franchise justice. It doesn't do the characters justice. It strips out everything you like about Mortal Kombat and replaces it with just the lamest thing imaginable. I've been watching The Simpsons lately and I just got past the episode where Marge protests how violent, itchy, and scratchy is, right? And they bring it back and it's the same characters, but I think they're sharing iced tea is the joke. In this, it doesn't quite go that far, but it's very similar. It's just the most milk toast, pale version of yeah, Mortal Kombat yeah. imaginable. And I Lost cannot fools. imagine why this didn't make it more than one season. Like just ill conceived, lazy, cheap, a real mess of a show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've tested your patience with the show and now i'm going to test your mortal combat knowledge in oh, my uh, game our tonight. might if you will our test yes. your might ah ah mortal combat ah. combat <laughs> okay so it's just a multiple choice game there's some bonus rounds in here but i'm going to test both of your knowledge of the mortal combat game and uh, uh, the franchise around it mm-hmm. congratulations so, ben on your win there are no games oh no 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 Jalen, you'll get some i've made sure i've i've Picked the questions that you had fighting <laughs> I was, ah, I was fighting. Like, ah, I was, uh, I was doing this randomly, and I was like, Ben's gonna mop the floor with Shailen here. But there's a couple bonus rounds, but mostly these are fill in the blanks or multiple choice. And uh, Ben, you're gonna go first. Okay, you ready? All right. Yes, of course. Ben, what's the origin of the name Noob Cybot? Is it A? He's a bot that fucks up noobs. That's all it is. <laughs> is it B? It's a it's a combination of Dutch, pronounced noob, and Japanese. The developers were from both companies, or countries, rather. And uh, when they translated, it roughly means novice master killer. Mm-hmm. Is it C? It's a play with developers Ed Boon and John Tobias's last names. Or is it D, an anagram for not sub-zero? <laughs> uh, the answer is C. It is the, the creator's Boon and Tobias. 
It is sealed. There are some weird, funny things with Mortal Kombat. If you don't get to them in your game, we can talk about them after. This whole franchise, the mythos is built off of some very, very silly things that they did during production that have now lasted. It's pretty funny. Um, also, Ed Boon and John Tobias and two other developers were the people stuck in the pit in the first game, like the Pit of Spikes. Mm-hmm. That's them. That's their likeness. Yeah, they got in the pit and then they had to love someone. Right, right. Yeah. Shailen. I'm ready. What fighter in the Mortal Kombat game franchise is based off of Jean-Claude Van Damme? I don't get multiple choice. Nope. I have no idea. I don't keep track of things that are important in anything, including names. You just got to name some characters. There's not an actor. I can see a dude's face and I can imagine which buttons I'm supposed to be pushing. What, is it, what, like, is the, what does the dude look like? Did you just say buns? <laughs> buns? I said buttons. <laughs> oh, buttons. <laughs> which buttons are you going to push? Oh, Jean-Claude's always. Mm. I can see the shirtless guy in the headband in my head. He doesn't wear a headband. He, do, he does have another thing that he wears. A head accessory, yes. Sometimes it's bright out there. Is it sunglasses? Is it? You got it. Is like, it Johnny Cage? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's Johnny Cage. I'm going to help coach you to the answer, too. I want you, I want you to feel good. Gee, I feel like a winner. <laughs> yeah. You having to hand me the answer doesn't help me. <laughs> no, it did help. There was no multiple choice there because you would have just gotten Johnny Cage right away. I should have put, given you multiple choice. Ben. Ben, Ben, Ben. What up? Which politician took umbrage with Mortal Kombat's home release saying, quote, Violent video games may become the Cabbage Patch dolls of the 1993 holiday season. But Cabbage Patch dolls never oozed blood, and kids weren't taught to rip off their heads. We're talking about video games that glorify violence and teach children to enjoy, inflicting the most gruesome forms of cruelty imaginable. Mm -hmm. Is it A, Bob Dole? B, Joe Lieberman? C, Joe Biden? Or D, Janet Reno. As charming as Bob Dole could have made it sound, the answer is Joe Lieberman. That is correct. The, yeah. the senator. Connecticut senator. The party-flopping oh, senator. Oh, that's right, yeah. I remember that being a big deal at the time. I don't... Huge, <laughs> huge. This guy tried Jaylen. to take my video games, this fuck. <laughs> I'm glad that that's what you, your takeaway was. Hey, fuck you, Joe. I remember being so mad, like, as a kid, being like, no, no, we can't, we need our video games. <laughs> it, was, it was my first political stance. <laughs> first and only. <laughs> I remember just thinking, like, if you believe that the video game is making people okay with murdering, I don't know, is it, hasn't America been at war a lot? Like, isn't the justification pale when you talk about like gi joe where were you with uh, you know when die hard came out or escape from new york or yeah, yeah. fucking hypocrite you two-faced son of a bitch have a little faith in the youth of america to not become violent just because violence surrounds them constantly faith in me anyway shailen ready what movies were a big inspiration for the original mortal Kombat game is it a big trouble in little china and Bloodsport? Is it B, Enter the Dragon and Inner Space? Is it C, <laughs> Universal Soldier and Fists of Fury? Or is it D, Running Man, Robert Rodriguez's Predators, and the Shirley Temple film Uvra? A. That is correct. You got some points, guys. It's tied up, but... Bloodsport! Yeah. I wanted to make sure that this game did not end in a tie. Going against tradition here. 
So I've set up a couple bonus rounds. This is the first one. Bortles Combat! All right. Could you add a little echo there, Ben, uh, in, in post? A little reverb? Yeah. So picture this. I'm the producer of the next Mortal Kombat game. You two are character developers. Mm-hmm. You also happen to be an insanely fanatical supporter of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You need to come up with a new character. Pitch me one based on Jaguars quarterback, Blake Bortles. The winner will get three points. Ben, you can go first if you... Well, actually, you who you, you guys I'll go first. who goes first. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm ready. I'm going to be the bigger man here. You know, I'm going to give you some time to think about this. So the Blake Bortles character, he looks like a million bucks, right? He looks like the prototype. He gets in there and he's all jacked up. He's like the size of uh, Goro, but sure. he kind of looks like Johnny Cage. And you're like, wow, this guy can't miss. And then you hit the upper punch button, the left punch button, and he throws a right kick. And you're like, wait a minute. This guy kind of sucks. And you try to throw like a projectile. Instead of going towards the character, it just flies off into the background. You're like, wait a minute. This doesn't seem quite right. And then he just dies and is killed. Okay. All right. He's like a character that the developers came up with to test shit against. Not a character that you're meant to actually play as. He's a glitch. Does he have a fatality? Yeah, of course he does. It is uh, seppuku. I don't know. <laughs> he just kills himself. <laughs> no, no. Okay, all right. Here, no, I got it. Okay. He throws a football. Yes. And it goes so off target. It travels around the earth, and it hits his opponent in the back of the head. And then the football comes out of their mouth, and he's like, mmm, toasty. I like it. Okay. Shailen, you're up. So just to clarify, as developers for of characters we are fanatical about the jacksonville jaguars <laughs> it's a rich tapestry yes you are that's my motivation you work for my video game company you are in charge of developing characters and you love the jaguars as a personal thing and you're like oh shit i can come up with any character i'm gonna put in my favorite quarterback of all time blake bortles into this game okay so ready the character's name is bortles and okay. he wears a jersey that looks like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh-huh. Yeah. And his fatality is spiking the ball through the center of his opponent. Mm-hmm. And he is just bland as fuck. That's it. He's just Blake Bortles, but like kind of like, uh, right punch, uh, left punch. That's it. Okay. Can I introduce an alt character just for fun? This doesn't have to go in the scoring. The character's name is Cake Bortles, and it's Blake Bortles, but he just has a piece of cake for a head. <laughs> it's very charming. That's good. His uh, actually his his friendship is Cake Bortles, and um, he just offers his uh, his opponent a piece of cake, but he fumbles it on the way over. I'm gonna give Shailen. I liked yours. I liked the fatality the best. Um, spiking the ball through somebody in the very center and splitting them is good. But Ben, I loved loved your fighting style in um, the bug that became a feature. Mm-hmm. You know, his his right kick is his left punch and, and everything. It's it's very Bortles esque. So Ben, you've won three points. Yeah, for the round. And you get to go first for the next round of questions. Name the they live and nice guys actor who appears in Mortal Kombat Eleven. As a voice actor. Is it Keith David? It is. Mm -hmm. It is Keith David. He plays Spawn. 
Oh, that's right. Spawn's in that game too. Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Yeah, the very, the very one. The most '90s ass character there ever was. Yeah, he's he's cool, and he's like from hell, but he's got like this cool cape, and he's all black and white and red. Yeah. If if Spawn showed up on Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, he'd be like, "Hey guys, it's combat time." He's voiced by Martin Short for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) For every reason. I don't know why I'm in a Martin Short kick. Anyway, Shailen. Dave. Which one of these bands wrote the Mortal Kombat theme song that we all know and love? Shit. Is it A, the Immortals? Is it B, the Combatives? Is it C, More Than Mortal? Or is it D, Fire Saga? Is it B? It is not. It is A, the Immortals. Yes. And Fire Saga is Will Ferrell's band from Eurovision. I knew that. I didn't even finish that movie, but I knew that. Ben? Yo. IGN listed these as the top three worst characters in Mortal Kombat history. (laughs) Su Hao, Jarek, and Cobra. Which one was number four? Was it A, Drunken Master Bo Raichio? Ooh. B, Hidden Character Meat? C, DLC playable character Ronnie Cox from Robocop? (laughs) Or D, mocap. Oh, boy, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be Bo Raicho. It is not. It's Number not? four was mocap. Oh, Bo Raicho sucked as well, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drunken fighting style does not work for, for Mortal Kombat. It's very irritating to watch, I'll say that. Yes, it just like teetered back and forth, I think. Made me want to get drunken, you know what I'm saying? Shailen. Drunken, blunken, and nod. Indeed. I'm going to give you, Shalen, the chance. Of a lifetime. right now. <laughs> As expected. I'll give you the chance to tie here. If you can name all original seven playable Mortal Kombat characters from the first game. All seven. Christopher. Sub-Zero. That's one. Scorpion. Two. Raiden. Three. Sonya Blade. Four. Johnny Cage. Five. I need to think for a second. We'll cut all of this down. Luke Kang. Six. We have talked about Jax. That character today. No. Who's number seven? One more chance. You get 10 seconds. Ben, can you count down from 10? A couple more chances. Jax. You already said Jax. It's still Jax. Four. Three. Bo Raijo. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no, it's, it's not Bo Raijo. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> it was Kano. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? <laughs> Bo Raijo. Bo Raijo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shailen, Shailen, Shailen. There's no hey, considering way. I came up with six hey, of them, six I'm feeling seven, pretty all right. Pretty good. I would have missed Kano, too. I always forget Kano because he sucked. He sucked. He in the sucked. Game. And you know what? I'm not ashamed of myself for knowing six out of seven. Like, that's pretty good for someone who doesn't remember names of characters. Give yourself the Barry Horowitz pat on the back. I don't know what that means, but okay. Our listeners will know, because as we know, there's a perfect Venn diagram of wrestling fans and uh, our show's listeners. <laughs> Their names Circle. are Ben and Dave. That's right. Okay, final round. Mortal Wombat! I'm going to give you some Wom facts, which are Wombat facts. Mm-hmm. And you two, your character developers for my video game company, you need to develop a Mortal Kombat character based on these facts. Okay? Mm-hmm. Shailen, you're going to go first this time, because you went okay. last last. So here are your wombat facts. Wombats poop in cubes. That's true. I googled it. (laughs) 
A group of them is called a wisdom, and their teeth don't stop growing. Ben, your wombat facts are wombats use their butts as defense mm-hmm. because their rear ends are mostly cartilage. Mm-hmm. They can hold food in their gut for 70 hours. And there are three subspecies named bare-nosed wombat, the southern hairy-nosed wombat, and the northern hairy-nosed wombat. Mm-hmm. Those are your three facts. So, guys, develop my wombat fighter. So your character's name is Wombo, and he's Wombo? just a very tall wombat. Okay. And he doesn't bother punching, but he does throw his children at you, or at his opponent. I don't know if you guys know this, but wombats, when fighting or being attacked, will throw their young and run in the opposite direction because they're wimpy. I would do the same. His special move is pooping in cubes at his opponent. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask a follow-up? Yeah. Does he then throw the cubes or does he just poop in front of them and it's an intimidation tactic? No, he like fires the out of his butt. Okay. It's into a cube that is there? Or is is his pube... His pu- do, do his pubes come out as cubes? His poop comes out as cubes. Okay, thank you. So he like turns his butt and fires it like a gun, but it's his butt and mm-hmm. it's poop. And then he says, you're gleaming the cube. And his finisher is just chewing the fuck out of his opponent's throat with his long ass teeth. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like that. Okay, Ben, go ahead. My guy's called Thick Boy, T-H-I-C-C-B-O-I. He's a robust fella. For sure, yeah. Uh, he got a big old chunky behind, a little junk in the trunk, if you will. When you hit the block button, he turns around and he presents hashtag dad ass. He also is wearing one-strapped overalls because I recall you said the word Southern, so I've decided he's going to be from the South. Um, <laughs> and his fatality is because he can store food in his gut, right? So he punches himself in the gut and then like he vomits on his opponent. And you're oh. like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this guy going to melt cuz he he had acid? But instead, they're just very upset that they're covered in wombat vomit. And then um they commit seppuku. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'm disappointed in you, Ben. Why? There are three subspecies. There should have been some backstory like, you know, a noob cybot sub-zero reptile scorpion kind of mm-hmm. thing going on here. You could have used that. You could have gone multiple characters. I want I want you to think outside the box here. Thick Boy is a great name, but <laughs> I think he should have eaten his opponent and stored the opponent in there for 70 hours. You could see the passage of time in the game, and then he would mm-hmm. just eventually poop him out into a cube. And it's fine. These are, you know, some, some are hits, some are misses. Shalen, I'm not sure if I want to give you bonus points for this or disqualify you for this. You brought in a fourth fact. I gave you three facts. I like wombats. Um, But but I think I I appreciate the straight up ballsiness of it. So, Shailen, you've won this round. It's three points for you. However, you won the round. You won Mortal Wombat. But you did not win the game. Ben wins Mortal Kombat Combat six to five. Congratulations, Ben. That's the way the cookie crumbles, you know? It's indeed, yes. It's not a flawless victory, but it'll do. That's what I think. Ben? Yeah. Finish her. Finish her. Finish her. Finish her. Finish her. I tore her spine out. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> My back. Hello. Ah! My back. 
All right. So yeah, before the mailbag, a couple of other fun Mortal Kombat facts. So much of the production of these games and thus the 30-year history are just based off weird shit. So the ninjas in the initial games are all palette swaps of each other. So Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile, they're just different colors. So Scorpion's yellow, Sub-Zero's blue, Reptile's green. And then that's just stuff that stuck through the game forever. The character, I want to say it's Ermac, was a glitch that ended up in the game somehow. There's just It's just like weird, funky shit. But it's like, oh, these characters exist, so now we need to weave them into our preposterous lore. One of the many reasons I love the Mortal Kombat franchise. But all that said, no more facts. Now it's on to opinions and questions and answers from within the mailbag. Dear WatchBots, in your last episode, you ranked worst songs. I imagine you will also do a best at some point. I want to know your unprepared, off-the-cuff, worst TV jingles. Santa E. Claus. We may do the best at some point. The only problem is number one is already set in stone. It's The Simpsons, and nothing would knock it off its work. <laughs> um, so it sort of defeats the purpose, but, but maybe we'll, we'll visit that conversation. I don't know. There's a couple, like Fantastic Max or My Pet Monster. <laughs> the best is also the worst. Exactly. There's beauty in that. It's like mirrors. Anyway, we're talking about worst TV jingles, and I wonder how we would define worst TV jingles. Like little little bumpers or... I would say probably bumpers or commercials, right? Maybe. It sounds like you have an idea. Do you? <laughs> that was very smooth, Ben. Off the What's cuff, unprepared. The Double Mint Gum commercial. Okay. So we're talking commercial kind of things. Huh? That's where I'm okay. at. Because a jingle's a jingle. Mm-hmm. Not a jangle. Double your pleasure, double your fun. I like that because... Uh, Imagine the possibilities. Gross. You're <laughs> gross. <laughs> Why is that the worst for you? Because it's an earworm and it's icky and it makes people make gross twin jokes. Doesn't enjoy imagining the possibilities. Have right, because you, you compare that, you put that up against like a Mentos, right? Mentos is <laughs> superior by don't far. Don't put that up against a Mentos, are you kidding me? What the fuck? I... This may be sacrilege. I am not overly fond of the old Toys R Us jingle. Which one? I don't want to grow up. I'm oh, a yeah. Toys R Us stop kid. Stop it. Stop it. It's, you know, I got a thing with kids singing um, for money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it either. I am not a fan of the McDonald's. Oh, no. See, that is sacrilege. What and, the hell? No, no, no. I will tell you why. There's a personal story, and it, and it involves me being anxious. For a time in college, I was an elementary education student, and I had to do student teaching. But before that, I had to take intro to elementary education, and my professor was this insane woman who treated the class like we were elementary students, not college students learning how to teach them. Mm -hmm. So every day, she started the class off with a jingle. And you had to like, it was like a call and response thing. So she's, she would sing half of it, and everybody else would sing the, the other half. And one day, it was like 8 a.m. class, too. It was awful. But I was the only guy in there. So it was kind of hard to, I don't know. It was really difficult to just feel comfortable in that room. Sure. And one day, she goes, she starts off the class, just bright and chipper. goes, ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And everybody in the class just goes, I'm loving it. And I just went, I'm loving it. And she goes, <laughs> oh, Dave, 
Try it again. You're loving and it. So I, I had to, she sang it again and I had to sing it all by myself. And then she made me do it again, louder and like brighter. And I think, well, I did some student teaching or observations uh, later in that semester, but it was at that moment I was like, I don't think I can do elementary education. It's it's not for me. And that song, every time it's sung, I just see that the woman's stupid face urging me to sing in front of all those college girls. It was embarrassing. So that is why I'm loving it is my worst jingle. My favorite part about your story is that the class you're talking about, I was enrolled in for like a day and I didn't even last through the entire class. And I just stood up and walked out and withdrew myself from the class and found something else instead. It was good. I stayed with it because it was the easiest day I've ever received. But I also in that class, so that I was, I was living with my parents at the time and we only shared a laundry, you know, laundry machine. So I did some laundry and like right before school started. So I like ran out the door and I got to class and my leg started itch. So I'm, I'm itching, I'm like scratching at it. And then something in my pants starts to like come out of like the, the bottom of my uh, the pant leg. Mm-hmm. And I pull out my mom's socks and underwear that were stuck <laughs> yeah. in my yeah. jeans. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Luckily, I was in the back of the class. I don't think anybody saw. But I was just like under the desk pulling out my mom's underwear from That's my really pants. Funny. It was the, oh, God. Yeah, that class was just full of embarrassments. But, again, easy A. Yeah. I remember that the professor was going over the syllabus the first day. And I was like, this is this is not for me. This is not my class. This is not my career path. I need to go find anything else to do with my life. And I did. I mean, you could have done what I did to get through my education classes and commit a little light fraud. But, <laughs> <laughs> and we, I passed. It was light. <laughs> light fraud. You didn't lie to get an accreditation. It's fine. Take out uh, indation and... Right, exactly. Uh, you know, everything else is true. But that's how it goes sometimes. So yeah, uh, listeners, we want to hear from you at WatchBots Pod. What's your least favorite TV jingle? Hashtag jingle all the nay. Because you don't, you don't like the jingle. Hashtag yes. the, the jingle that don't make you tingle. That's right. And hit us up, email at watchbotspod.com for all your mailbag questions. So that is the conclusion of our Mortal Kombat like all of the characters in this cartoon, we have survived. And thank God we're done with that cartoon. And I'm committing to watching both live action movies before the new one comes out. On April 23rd. On April 23rd. And that's the right date. Any final thoughts, words of wisdom, threats, brutalities, babalities? Why would they turn into babies? That series got weird. I want a cartoon based on a video game. That's good. I want a movie that's based on a video game. That's that's good. You know, I, I want more of that. I know Son- this is the rare Sonic the Hedgehog movie, but most of the time it's it's this awful garbage. It's Bob Hoskins Mario. It's the eight thousand versions of Sonic the cartoon that we got. It's it's not hard. The game is the game. Just make it a movie. Ugh. I don't know. I'm very disappointed in Mortal Kombat when I was a kid. Very disappointed in it again. I think things now are probably closer, although I'm struggling to think of any. But in the 80s and the 90s, yeah, just a lot of a lot of licensed trek out there. 
Uh, I was reading a list the other day, and it's it's bleak. Uh, you know, our childhood favorites not done well, and I would say Mortal Kombat, as bad as it is, not even close to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I would agree with <laughs> so that. So there are much lower depths we could sink to. What's the one that scrapes that bottom of the barrel? For me, it's either Zelda or Captain N. They're both Oof. kind of one yeah. one A on that list. Yeah. Uh, both both real rough stuff. Yeah, maybe the Pac Man cartoon. The Pac-Man cartoon was bad, but it wasn't like sacrilegiously bad because Pac-Man didn't have enough of a plot for it to be that level. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with Captain N, it was just like, here, let's take all these beloved characters from video games and just make a shitty cartoon. And Kid Icarus' voice is awful. Mm -hmm. I hate Kid Icarus' voice in that cartoon. Hey, he talks like this, huh? With like a whistle? (laughs) Give give me a a broken slice. Like a weird... It's, It's Mortal Kombat. I'm fighting here. I'm ripping your spine out here. (laughs) but the important thing is that you can follow us on twitter and instagram and all the socials at watchbotspod please subscribe rate and review on itunes and spotify and all those places for dave and for shalen this is ben thank you for listening to another episode of watchbots if you made it all the way through consider this a, a flawless victory for yourself and to take us out I want to do something a little different tonight. But Shailen, don't look like you're done with the episode because you're not. What I, w- <laughs> I can already see the rejection happening, but sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. What I would like is for you to sing a song about Mortal Kombat to the tune of the Traveling Wilburys end of the line. <laughs> do you think you could do that? What's that song? It's all right. Even when Stryker's got a gun. Noob Cybot. <laughs> He's gonna get you, Raiden. Well, look out, Noob. Raiden's got the lightning. Sonya Blade's not shooting love. <laughs> when your health bar hits the bottom line, it's the end of the line. That worked out. We're not done. No, we're done. That was good. When... Sub-Zero punches your head off your spine. It's the end of the Then she, she did it. Don't push it. When Terminator kills you, I'm satisfied. <laughs> well, it's Goro. <laughs> he's got six arms now. No, he's got four. No. Oh, another factual fuck up. It's Good. four. No. Kano's coming to get you. To see a serial killer? Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Fatality. <laughs>